Oh, snap, snap, snap. The world is finally waking up to the crap that's baked into and sprayed on kibble dog food. No longer can commercial pet food manufacturers fool us with pretty pictures and false promises. This is the raw dog food truth. The view and opinions expressed on this podcast are not intended to replace medical advice. Before starting any raw diet, do research, ask lots of questions, and consult your vet. Well, hello, Raw Feeders. I'm Dee Dee Mercer Moffat, CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company, where your pet's health is our business and we're friends. Well, we don't let friends feed kibble now, do we? Hey, do you have your sweatshirt? We have friends don't let friends feed kibble sweatshirts. I think you've got to have one. I love mine. I wear them all the time. And people, you know, we'll be in Tucson, we'll be in Oklahoma, wherever we are. People say, I love that saying. And then you say, well, what do you feed your dog? Well, I feed kibble. What? (laughs) No. Yeah, well. But anyway, it's a good, it's a a good uh, conversation starter. But we have those on the website. Great gifts for someone that you know that is a raw feeder. So get over to rawdogfoodandcompany.com and get your dog, get your dog on a species appropriate diet and get your top dog at your house a sweatshirt. Okay. All right. Hey, you know, we're talking about this respiratory illness out there and a lot of comments going around, a lot of, you know, a lot of fear mongering, of course. Um, I'm going to read Dr. Connor Brady's response to this today is what I want to talk about, Uh, because it it is just, um, you know, when we when we stop being fearful. And we really investigate what we know about respiratory illness, what we know about vaccinations, what we know about uh, everything, right? We start digging in, well, we might want to not do what we were originally going to do. Just saying, okay? Uh, You guys know Dr. Connor Brady. He has the book Feeding Dogs. And uh, he has a Facebook page. He has um, a group called Real Pet Medics. But they do a lot of investigation, and I love it because at this point in time, at this point in time, they're really looking into, uh, re, you know, the real research and um, and bringing that out. He he posted some information on his Facebook page that he says he's appealing to people in the U.S. with a dog that has picked up this new respiratory disease. He was talking about the pharmaceutical industry. And in a nutshell, he said this, when things go off patent, there's a rush to create something else that is on patent, okay? And it doesn't necessarily make it better than what just came off patent. But when, let's say, a product goes off patent, then other people can jump into the market. And what happens, it it, it lowers the cost of that medication, that shot, that vaccination, um, when everybody else jumps in the market. And Big Pharma, their goal is to uh, keep everything as high as possible so that they have the the biggest profit margins. Okay. So he he talks about um, old medications versus these new medication. And what he 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 says that 
two years ago, this is coming up to uh, about the kennel cough vaccine. Two years ago, um, MSD released a new injectable form of kennel cough to replace the old nasal shots. And they say, oh, it's wonderfully effective for 12 months. Although they said the same thing about their nasal shots. Okay. And he said, efficacy aside, whether this new shot is better than the old squirted up the nose nasal uh, kennel cough vaccination, uh, he said, some are wondering if maybe this new respiratory disease, apparently sweeping the U.S., has something to do with that new drug that hit the market. Okay. And he said, this is based on the concern that dogs vaccinated with the old squirted up the nose may spread that type of cough. And he said, it's based on the data sheets for the vaccine itself. itself. And he lists, you know, the uh, link to that. But he said, here's what it says in that data sheet for the vaccine, for this respiratory cough that supposedly dogs are, you know, all getting. He said vaccinated animals can spread this B bronchiseptica vaccine strain for six weeks and the canine parenza flu, parinfluenza vaccine can be spread for a few days after the vaccination. So he said a KC, a kennel cough, I'm going to just call it KC because instead of saying kennel cough, but so a KC vaccinated dog, given the old kennel cough vaccine up the nose, may actually be infected or infectious for at least a few days and up to a few weeks after the treatment. He said, but I'm sure that your vet told you to keep your newly protected dog indoors for those days or those few weeks after the treatment, right? He said, no, they probably didn't. And maybe this is because they believe all the other dogs are vaccinated and therefore safe and protected. And he goes on to say, a placebo-controlled field trial was conducted in 2004 and concluded that Bordetello and CPI V vaccines were 20 and 24% effective in reducing coughing compared with a placebo vaccine. (laughs) And he said, additional data suggests, get these numbers, additional data suggests that 40 to 60% of dogs who suffer from kennel cough have previously been vaccinated. Wait a minute. Hold the presses. Hold your horses. Gather the dogs. Are we saying, Dr. Connor Brady, that vaccinated dogs are more likely to have said issue? Wait a minute. Where have we heard that? <laughs> okay, Dee, calm yourself down. Okay, he said the Kinnikoff vaccine, as as with all of them, I mean, simply cannot cover all strains with their new 
emerging variants. And this is why dogs can suffer multiple infections throughout their life, much like us humans with the common cold. He said, let's remind ourselves of the study in 2015 entitled, Repeated Flu Shots May Blunt Effectiveness. (laughs) And that found the efficacy rate of the flu vaccine was just 8%. So, you know, in 2015, they, they, they put out this flu vaccine and it was 8% effective. Okay. Doke. Why even get it? Okay. So he goes on about this uh, kennel cough vaccination. And he said, this is so interesting. You guys listen to this. The world veterinary body states. Kennel cough is a localized infection, meaning it's in the respiratory tract only, okay? It is an infection that does not lend itself to protection from vaccination. What did you say? I said, kennel cough is localized, meaning it's localized in the respiratory tract. It's an infection that does not lend itself to protection from vaccination. Hence, the kennel cough vaccine is not a core vaccine for dogs. Hmm. Okay. Uh, So he said, this reminds you of the Nobivac 4, which is a lepto um, vaccine, which claims to protect dogs for four are the most common strains of the leptospirosis bacteria. However, there are many, many, many more types of leptospirosis bacteria out there. Okay. He says, it is believed that respiratory disease uh, affects, get this number, guys, respiratory disease affects 1% of dogs globally. In addition, a client-based study covering 5,663 dogs between 2005 and 2014, that is, what, nine years, uh, that they found no mortality to respiratory disease. Hang on a second. For nine years in... 5,663 dogs that had respiratory issues, there was no mortality. And respiratory disease only affects 1% of dogs globally. And we're freaking out. We're scaring people. Shame. All right. So he says, in the case of this pandemic, we have now what we know is that there is a respiratory disease going about in the U.S. And this is, so far, normal. But what we know so far of respiratory diseases in dogs is that they are not likely to be lethal. They are not likely to be lethal. Okay, so we got to calm ourselves down. But he does go on to say, how do you want to protect your dog? And he says, most important is a good diet and gut health. 
Studies show kibble, kibble guys, that's prescription diets included in the kibble category, fuels inflammation in the body, and a distracted immune system is more prone to infection. Then, if your dogs do get some type of coughing, you can include um, good broth, anachiasia. I know I'm not saying that right. Um, you could do local honey, uh, local honey and cool stuff like dimethyl glycine and collagen. Okay. And he says, most of all, if he does have this cough or your female or your male dog, does have a cough, don't walk him. Take the collar off. Don't put anything around their, you know, that that throat, the trachea area. And keep him indoors for at least five to seven days. Now, he says to conclude, he says, I, I, I want to ask a question of my U.S. followers. Out of interest, is there anyone out there with a dog that picked up this respiratory disease? If so, were they vaccinated in the last year for kennel cough? If so, can you check which product they were vaccinated with? Dr. Connor Brady said, you know, vaccine hesitancy is on the march. Uh, some say for a very good reason, but he's, you know, he's still in favor of the Parvo vaccination. Um, he feels that it saves lives. That's going to be in direct, um, uh, what's the word, uh, opposition with those who um, also practice nosids for Parvo, and that would be Dr. Todd Cooney as one. And there's a lot of people that are really checking out this Parvo vaccine. What Parvo is, is it really in the soil? You know, is it something that is, um, yeah, coming from other places and is not really a virus? And then you've got Dr. Thomas Cowan, who really does, and Dr. Andy Kaufman, who really does the research on viruses and how they are determining that something is a virus. And basically, um, if you study the Spanish flu, you study all of these back history where they actually tried to figure out what a virus was um, by coughing, putting this spittum or this uh, any kind of fluid of a sick person into a well person. They've never, never been able to make a person sick. So there's a lot going on there. Um, but Connor Brady said, look, we're all up for a safe and effective vaccine. We just want to know which ones those are. And when I listen to Dr. Cowan and Kaufman, and they say the same thing, the problem is you can't make a vaccine safe if you know how vaccines are made. And this is this is something that every pet parent is going to have to decide for themselves, but I would I would challenge you to do the research. Listen to all these different sides. Really look and understand what 
they're seeing on the slides that they're calling a virus. And the question is, if 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 you cannot make a well person unwell by subjecting them to all of the different fluids in the body of a sick person, then how can a virus actually exist? And it's it's fascinating to really look at the definitions on how they've changed um, over time, especially like antibiotics. They're talking about antibiotics and how that information has changed, how the definition of germs has changed. Uh, so it's very, very fascinating. The question that Dr. Connor Brady is asking here is if you have a dog that has this kennel cough, this respiratory issue. Now, a lot of people are saying, well, it's not kennel cough, or at least that's the information that's out there that they're saying. It's something new. It's a funky bacteria, as they say. But he wants you to question this. He wants to know if your dog has picked up a respiratory disease, a cough, (laughs) right? Hacking, um, all of this stuff that goes with this so-called issue. He wants to know if they were vaccinated and you should take a look at it too. Were they vaccinated in the last year for kennel cough and what product were they vaccinated with? You can get that information, contact your vet, look at your records. A lot of people get those records when they leave the vet and then they go in the trash. So just call them and ask them if you could get that information and it would be Uh, It would be interesting. And this is what I love about uh, independent media, podcasts, that sort of thing, because we can ask these questions and collectively we can start to come up with maybe some solutions and we can also reduce our fear, make better decisions, awaken our minds, allow our minds to get outside of a certain um, narrative that we have been used to because we all just want our pets and our family members to be healthy, right? It is such a physical, mental, financial strain when there's someone sick in the family or certainly a pet. So anyway, I thought that that was interesting I thought that that was interesting. And thank you, Brian, for sending that to me. A lot of people are commenting on this right now, but I find it so curious, guys, that respiratory disease affects 1% of dogs globally. And that for those nine years, they found no mortality in respiratory disease. Why would we be seeing mortality right now? And the other thing that I find curious is they say dogs die or dogs have died. Well, how many, when, where were they? They can say there's an outbreak in all these different places, but what is an outbreak? Is it, you know, a 200% outbreak because there was only one dog? These are the questions that we should be asking instead of just getting gaslit. I really do hate that word, but that's really what it is. All right. If you have any questions, send them to us right here at rawdogfoodandcompany.com. 
not everyone is going to agree on every um, point, right? And you have to look at what people study, what their experience is, what they do for a living. Um, all of that contributes to their position. All right. Everybody's going to have a different position. Um, so just do your research and take a look. And I find research is, is, is amazing. And it's a little scary. It's a little unsettling when you're like, what? That I believed in that. Now I can't believe in that anymore. Yeah, that that is a little unsettling, but it's also freeing. It's also freeing. All right. One thing I do believe in is raw dog food. All right. I do believe in a species appropriate diet because I've just seen it for 25 years. I've seen the great effects of feeding an animal what it is meant to eat. Don't forget that cats, guys, cats can eat the same thing that these dogs eat. The PMR blends, and people say, well, what's the difference? Um, so PMR stands for prey model raw. That's what it all is. But you've got your 80-10-10 blends, your 80-10-10 blends, and then we've got the PMR. Those all have heart in it, and cats really benefit from heart. So all those PMR blends have heart in them. Also, the healthy variety, which is that veggie blend, it has 7% veggies. You know, I was studying Dr. Ian Billinghurst book, and he was like, yeah, these cats can eat this. These cats can eat um, these veggies. And I was like, what? What? I, you know, this is changing my mind. So your cats need variety, just like dogs. I will say that I don't understand cats because they don't want to be understood. But I will say this. I was in Rita Hogan's um, online course last night. Um, and she was saying that your cat's kidneys and their lungs in regards to respiratory health are all related. I mean, obviously everything's all related, but she she made this point about dry diets for cats. She was like, absolutely not. You know, this is not good for their lungs. It's not good for their respiratory health. It's not good for their kidneys. So many people are still doing the kitty crack. Uh, you got to get those cats on a species appropriate diet. They are meat eaters, guys. They've got to have bone in there. They've got to have organ in there. I think the PMR blends are beautiful. Um, they have heart. If you want to add extra turkey hearts, we've got those. Add a couple a day. That's great taurine for your cat. Um, the phytoplankton, beautiful. Uh, whole food supplement from Adored Beast that we carry, that is for the dogs and the cats, okay? And uh, Julia Lee uses it uh, for herself as well. It's a little fishy tasting, so I'm, 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 I can't do it, but it is great stuff, okay? Don't forget, every Wednesday night, last night, we had our yappy hour. If you're not coming over for yappy hour, you're missing it, you're missing out. Get over 
to Raw Dog Food and Company every Wednesday night, 6 p.m. to midnight. We got those sales going on. We always have supplements. We have bones. We have treats. And we have food. You can order and designate your delivery time for later, right? So as long as it's paid for, it's yours. And whether you want to book it three months out to be shipped or two months out or whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, but you want to take advantage of those sales on Wednesday night. Get over to rawdogfoodandcompany.com where your pet's health is our business and we're friends. Don't let friends feed kibble. Get your sweatshirt, all right? We'll see you soon, everybody. Bye-bye. Oh, snap, snap. Find out how you can start your dog on the road to health and longevity. Go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com where friends don't let friends feed kibble and where your pet's health is our business. Just snap.